Welcome back to the Talk and Chop podcast brought to you by the folks over at Chief of Staff KC. This week, we're joined by the founders of Let It Fly Media, Ben Walnick and Andrew Carner. Boys, glad to uh, finally sit down with you guys. It's been uh, all season, but uh, how's your start to 2021 been? Uh, I'd say it's been pretty good. I yeah. think it's it's always this time of year where people are, uh, you know, slowly getting back into the the groove of things and it's like yeah. late January and February where things really start to pop off but we've been uh we've been keeping busy good. yeah it's it's been good um I think it's funny uh we got two former broadcasters on this side of the table <laughs> with you guys who are now probably getting more reps as broadcasters every true. week than we're even doing anymore so just your intro there I was like man these guys are starting to get good at this there we so, go. we've been sweet. using this beautiful space for a while yeah. <laughs> you guys finally get to join us so that's yeah. exciting Awesome. Well, uh, all Kansas City collectively held their breath as Patrick Mahomes went down uh, with what was considered a concussion, but we'll get into that. Uh, but Chad, anything is possible. Uh, didn't miss a beat, leading the yeah. Chiefs to a 22-17 to victory over the Browns. Uh, the Chiefs are set to host their third straight AFC championship. Uh, the first AFC team to ever do that. The only other team to do that was also coached by Andy Reid, the Philadelphia Eagles back in Andy, early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with Josh Allen and uh, the Bills coming to town this Sunday, um, you know, as we chop it up, we'll obviously bring a, a recap of the divisional weekend against the Browns, but uh, we'll preview this Bills game on Sunday coming up. Uh, but first, we're bringing you the positions of the week brought to you by Chief of Staff KC, your local trusted talent scouts. We're a recruiting firm in Brookside, and we'll bring you the best accounting, finance, admin, and marketing, HR, ops, and sales talent that Kansas City has to offer. Lucas, want to start us out? Yep. Um, another controller position, this one with a electronic a consumer electronic wholesaler. Um, so think Guitar Center Distribution-esque, um, but a really unique company that flies under the radar here in Kansas City. Uh, awesome, core, young, progressive leadership team. Um, I'd say about 30 to 40 uh, employees right now. They're looking for somebody who can come in and have the technical side, but the cultural fit is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody that is going to put their head down and take care of things from like the operational accounting perspective, but then come Friday, Saturday, Sunday, enjoy time with the team. And, and so that's half the battle here. Um, would love to start looking at some resumes if you're an accounting manager or have held a controller position before. Um, definitely that background would, would be a good fit. And so give me a shout. Yeah, it's a, it's a legacy company that's mm-hmm. got a, a new influx of young leadership. So a really cool opportunity there. Um, outside of that, on the operations side, we have a uh, property casualty, like account admin um, position available that's going to be looking to grow into a producer role. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you haven't quite hit that uh, at an insurance company and you're looking to get into that producer role, this is a great opportunity to get in with a growing company. Uh, kind of learn their you know style of sales and uh, kind of work your way into that as you start working with clients. You need a go-getter personality, quick learner, professional sharp, uh, two to five years of experience within insurance. I, honestly, they want to have you licensed, but they'll pay for it and help you get through that if you don't have it. So uh, if it sounds like you, reach out to us. Um, but those are your positions of the week brought to you by Chief of Staff Kansas City. Shout out Chief of Staff Kansas City because we use you guys for our <laughs> office manager. And so far, it's been amazing. Oh, so yeah. That's Thank my you. plug for you guys. Love to hear. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. <laughs> well, time to talk some shop, guys. You know, we both know you very well. You guys beat the heck out of me in bags, and I need to get revenge one day. Um, you know, what, what was the final score of that last game? I don't remember. Wait, the it last was, game or the close. first five games? I don't remember. Yeah. Casey, I mean, I'm, Casey I'm sorry for bringing it up, man. I apologize. Uh, no, but so would you mind telling us? I feel like we know your story very well, but you mind telling us for the viewers' sake, um, kind of how you guys met and and garnered or, or grabbed this idea to start this company? 
Lead us off, Ben. Yeah, I, I, I think the short version of the story is we both had a broadcast background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the University of Oklahoma and got a degree in meteorology, so I was a weatherman on TV for mm-hmm. eight years. Andrew went to uh, University of Missouri mm-hmm. and uh, great, obviously, journalism school, and mm-hmm. he was starting out in his first job in Tulsa, Oklahoma, as a sports anchor and reporter. Right. And I, that was my third job, and we landed there. I was a meteorologist, and uh, we just kind of became friends. And... We had a great time in Tulsa for two and a half years. Andrew moved on to Kansas City working for KCTV5. I was kind of looking for something new when my contract came up in Tulsa. And so we started having a conversation of what could we do with our skill set outside of local news? And yeah. that's where we kind of came up with the idea for Let It Fly. Yeah. And, and simply, it started with us and Ben. And that was strategic too. Like a lot of people in video production or content, they try to just freelance or be themselves, which is is great. And it works for some people. But I felt like starting with at least two people, you legitimize yourself as a company, right? Because there's a brand that connects both of you rather than just being, hey, I'm just hiring this one person. Mm -hmm. So that allowed us really strategically over time to always push the brand over ourselves, which got us to some big places. And our big break was getting the PGA of America as a client. So PGA Championship and Ryder Cup, um, they control that. And so Ben and I ourselves got our company to a point where we're doing innovative, creative stuff uh, to get hired by them. But at that point, we needed to take it to the next level. So as we sit here now, we have a staff of 16, soon to be 17. And that's happened over the last 15 to 16 months. And that that started, if we're talking chop, uh, we got our creative director, Billy. Um, we hired him from the Chiefs, and he was yep. doing content for the team. Uh, he came over here knowing the diversity of clients, the opportunity for growth. An exciting startup mm-hmm. was a good opportunity for him. It was a perfect fit for both sides. And from there, we've been kind of delivering to the private sector what they've been missing for years, mm-hmm. and that's fast, efficient content. So yeah. that's what we're doing now. Uh, we're doing it, I feel like, at a pretty high level, and we're trying to put Kansas City on the map in that way, and it's really fun. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads into the next question. So since you guys have started, you've seen some super quick growth mm-hmm. uh, and already made a serious impact in Kansas City in the sports world, um, you know, doing the parade recaps and everything from last year. So talk to us about 2020. Obviously, you know, the, the sports world kind of slowed down there for yeah. a little bit. How are you guys, con- uh, how did you guys continue to grow and find success even as the sports world kind of grinded to a halt there for a little bit? Well, so I, I think thankfully we had good relationships like we had with the PGA of America. We also, right before COVID hit, struck up a deal with Major League Soccer mm-hmm. uh, to create a lot of weekly and monthly content for them. So obviously once everything kind of stopped, that kind of our business stopped, but we still had to look ahead. The PGA Championship was still always planning on happening. Yeah. It was just when right. and if there were going to be fans. Mm-hmm. We had created commercials for them to sell tickets but uh, that obviously had to change. So <laughs> yeah. we we, yeah. we literally had a commercial done with our very own Tom Martin being the, the voiceover of a national commercial. And then that changed into, okay, here's a pivot. We're not going to have fans. Yeah. What is the piece of video that we're now going to create to get people hyped up, but also show that it's going to be an empty golf course and mm-hmm. there's not going to be fans there. So we had to we had to pivot. And we spent a lot of time on that video. And then once soccer came back, mm-hmm. um, we were fortunate enough where there was a lot we could do with just editing what assets they could give us without right. us having to go shoot. Yeah. So the sports world, even to this moment, uh, it's tough. Like we have great relationships and we can sit here. And, I mean, we've we've had some great conversations in the last week with some of the biggest sports brands in the country. But they all say the same thing. We don't know what's going on. Right. To this day, uh, yeah. there's still a lot of uncertainty. I sure. think everyone's hoping spring or summer there's more vaccines than they're out. But, you know, being in the sports world was not easy during all this. Um, but we're fortunate that, you know, PGA and MLS were our backbones. And then we're going to build off of that once the world hopefully opens up uh, eventually uh, over the next coming year. 
Yeah, uh, that leads right into the next one, which is great. So you guys obviously have had that staple um, in the sports world. Now you have other verticals, though, internally, yeah. and you guys have really capitalized on those during this time. So talk to me a little bit more about the corporate clients that you know you target or that you're working with and, and then some of the business-oriented work that you focus on bringing to them. Yeah, I'll start there. I think, you know, it's it's funny. Like, when you're building a brand, it's really sexy to work with some the Chiefs Parade or yeah. only do MLS yeah. or PGA and try to get to the NBA and the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to diversify. And I think we've done that here. And we also took a risk. Look, when you start a company, you have to make money. Like you have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. You don't hire people without making money. So there is money to be had in the corporate world because they desperately need what we do. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing impacts, like amazing impacts in the corporate world, which has in turn made us actually kind of enjoy working with corporate clients. It's not what we're always posting on our social media accounts because not everyone wants to see workforce management in the construction (laughs) industry. Well, and a lot of the videos that we create on the corporate side are things that you're not seeing that are behind the scenes that are only really for internal purposes. Sure. So, like, we won't be posting about that on social because they don't Mm -hmm. want it on social. But I I think... Well, you know, graphics and animation. Graphics and animation was a huge pivot. Not even pivot for us. It was just something that we really grew a, a ton over COVID. Because right. it was, what can we do and create for our corporate clients that doesn't actually, you know, we don't need to go see people in person. We right. don't have to worry about COVID protocols when sure. someone's just editing at a computer and creating an animation for a company that can be, you know, with the right voiceover and the right animation can mm-hmm. be just as effective. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we, we've done a lot of work on that and we've put a lot of investment both into equipment and into talent to make sure that we're on the forefront. Of that. Our, our ideal corporate client is anyone who has a small marketing team that are already in place and they just yep. need assistance to go from a five to a 10. Yep. And we did that with Backlot Cars, who is a great success story in Kansas City. And we always bring yep. them up because they had zero branding before we worked with them. And they just sold for half a billion yeah. dollars. And and their CEO has, has said, like, that sale doesn't happen the way it does without you guys. Mm-hmm. So, like, we know the impact we can make in corporate, which in part makes you feel special, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can do the coolest sports stuff in the world. But the thing about athletes and teams is they there's a line of people that want to do the same thing so you're very expendable right you mm-hmm. mean a lot to the corporate people yeah. so um not that you can't find those great relationships in sports like pga yeah. of america as good a relationship we could ask for so yeah. right. it's just a give and take and and i'll end this with this the reason you guys asked how have you grown during covid mm-hmm. diversity of clients mm-hmm. and that was a big lesson i don't think we'll ever get away from that yeah these guys are doing things that i've never seen in the corporate world it's unbelievable it's extremely exciting i know we watched uh, even to something as simple as a virtual business card, like one of yeah. the first videos you guys yeah, did. Really and cool. I showed it to him, and, and we both were like, dude, these guys are going to do some big things. So yeah. We appreciate it, guys. We love being partners with you, too. Like, yeah. That's the thing about this city is there's – I feel like there's a transition. And uh, not to get off topic, but Kansas City forever has always been this very uh, – it's a niche town, but I think it's the same group of people always just kind of like an echo chamber mm-hmm. of business. And I think it's taking the fact that mid-sized cities are getting more popular. I'm not from here. Ben's not from here. More people not from Kansas City are coming here building mm-hmm. businesses. Yep. And we're going to all be about Kansas City because we love it. Yeah. But it's time for some innovation and some change to happen here that why not us? I mean, we can mm-hmm. be L.A., we can be New York on a smaller scale. So that's what I'm excited about, meeting you guys, knowing where you're headed and your guys' leadership role. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty excited about where the city's going to be in 10 years. For yeah. Sure. I, I mean, I think it's cool. Like the, our business models in terms of, you know, having like a diversity of clients across Kansas City, it allows us to like have those conversations with, you know, some of the most like staple companies here in town. Right. And Kansas City is such a tight knit community that like in order for us to continue to keep ourselves on the map and to push boundaries, we have to work together. No one's going to do it by themselves. And so I think it's yep. just yeah. it's really cool that we have similar clients. We have similar, you know, target clients as well. Uh, and, and you guys are obviously making a big impact. We're, we're shooting. We're still a small well, company so, at the end yeah. of the day, but we're hoping to be a big, small company <laughs> right. where, where our brand is large, but we're never going to yeah. have a thousand people. Right. I, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> well, that leads into the next question. Yeah. And these transitions are great today, but, uh, you guys are like currently outgrowing your space at the moment. Um, you know, you've been here for a while in Waldo, but with your 17th new hire and, you know, growth mode, uh, for 2021, um, you know, what are you guys looking to, where are you guys looking to move? Like, what are you guys looking to capture in a, in a new space and, and why? Yeah. I mean, uh, we're, so we're definitely open and on the market to move into a bigger space. Um, <laughs> we're, we're probably looking on mostly moving either laterally East or West or North, um, from where we're at in Waldo. And we need bigger space. And it's not just for the employees, but, mm -hmm. you know, bigger and better podcast studio. We want a video production studio. We want we want there to be a lot more space for meetings. This is still so, one of the best in the city. Though. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. what's crazy is like, but the thing is, I'll, I'll tell you, I love this room. This room's a four out of ten for me. Like, it's just, but the thing is, it was never offered in Kansas City. Right. So like, this is true. So functionally, this, this room works great. We can do this. Billy's behind mm -hmm. us. This, you guys are going to get this file, like. From a process, this mm -hmm. is great. But if we're we need to elevate the game as far as visually too, to where someone comes in here and feels like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. okay. So that's where the space we're looking for can't just be for our employees, which I will say is the hardest thing about looking for space right now is so many companies who grow and need the size we have, they're very cubicle centric. Or if they're not cubicle, they fake it with open work environment right, or whatever. Right, right. We we need open work environment, but we also need rooms that can Yep. be triple the size of this for the best podcast studio that's right. ever been created or a goal for that. So it's kind of an interesting thing for us. It might take some TI and mm -hmm. some renovation. Ideally, we avoid going out of pocket. At the end of the day, we're a small growing company putting everything back in the business. Mm -hmm. We're not rich yet. So um, it's an interesting time, but I think wherever we head next is going to be a, it's going to be a big moment for mm -hmm. us. It's going to be Maybe like a top three moment you can have. Is yeah, and I, I I just want to clean my coffee mug not in the bathroom. Seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I will, there's something like endearing about this too. The flip yeah. side is that is like we'll never have this again. I think mm, any company true. that goes through growth and startup mode, they'll always look fondly back on the days mm -hmm. they were in the weird environment mm -hmm. um, because once it gets too professional, it starts feeling more corporate. So right. how, that's true. another thing for us. Culture matters. You guys mm -hmm. know that. How do we grow and get cooler right. without feeling bigger? Right. Um, so that's going to be big for us too. So. We're not going to rush the decision, but right. we also can't fit as many people as we have in the space, and we're not because of COVID. A lot of people are working from home too. Yeah. So just go for a, a golf simulator or a, a bar. Yeah. Or something That'll like happen. That, right? That'll yeah. happen. Yeah. 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 Well, we uh, we just actually moved offices at, at right at the beginning of yeah. COVID, so you know we moved right before we could even you know uh, make use of it and kind of spent mm -hmm. six months not right. working it. But just through our move and our transition, like it just it just you know it's an adrenaline shot to your culture. Like it's, yeah. it, you just feel so cool. Like, mm -hmm. uh, and, and more collaborative too. having more space. You just, you're yes. not all on top of each other. Everyone just kind of settles down. It's so, funny. Our it's new employees cool though, that the ones that just walked in the door in the last couple of weeks, mm -hmm. uh, they've all said, 
I can't wait to move, but I'm so glad I got to witness this. Yeah. So yes. which is just like, I think it's just part of the story. Right. Yep. right. No, 100%. So we'll move right into kind of our rapid fire question segment, which we utilize uh, an analogy from, was it Goldberg, Joel Goldberg? Yep. Um, he really started out with more of a baseball analogy, but ours is going to be football related, uh, okay. you know, of course. So first downs, sacks, and Hail Marys. And your first down is going to be a small goal that both of you have accomplished. You can do individual ones uh, that led to more success after that first one. Uh, a sack, recent setback, or something you had to overcome mm. uh, from a personal or professional standpoint. And then a Hail Mary, uh, Patrick Mahomes style, or as Kyle Box says it, uh, the Wasp. Do you have time to run Wasp? But what's your goal uh, that you guys are seeking to accomplish with this year? And we'll go with first downs first. Okay, so this is small, small, small goals. Victory. Small success or victory that's that already led happened, to right? sequential yeah. Yeah. We success. Got, we, we got our first down. Right. Yep, correct. Uh, I would say hiring Billy was the first down. Okay. Um, yeah. You can't get to the end zone without a team. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we did a story recently on Dearness Johnson, who's the junkyard yep. dog. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, that's like Billy. Awesome. Like, you hand him off the ball and it's like, we know we're going to get a first down. Um, so that was, that was like from a structural standpoint. A first down, and then I would think even before that a little bit for Ben, I really was landing PGA. That that changed our entire company. I don't know if you had a similar thought. I was first down. I'll go with uh, our director of storytelling, Tom Martin. Oh yeah, uh, hiring him. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, you know, I think one Friend thing. Of the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one thing that's a big separator for us compared to whether it's a large marketing agency or a video production house or a one-off freelancer that's doing video. Um, is that like taking a Billy and taking a Tom. So taking mm-hmm. a creative that's really, really talented with the camera, that's had a camera in their hands since, mm-hmm. you know, since they learned to walk with their mm-hmm. phones already Which had isn't cameras. Billy, but these days, <laughs> yeah. these days, yeah. most of the time. So like, you know, someone in their mid-20s that is just really talented with the camera. We have a lot of those on our staff mm-hmm. now, but Billy was the first one we brought on. But then marrying that with an Emmy Award-winning journalist that is just right. like, honestly, yep. like, I put him up there with Tom Rinaldi. Like, he's really that good of a storyteller. He's a beast. And he's running now that department, and we're bringing in people from – we just had Mm -hmm. um, Sammy. She just moved from the Pac-12 network. She moved from San Francisco to join us here. She's a really talented storyteller. So him leading that department and his storytelling has just, like, helped take us to another level. So that's that's definitely one – and he's had a lot of the successful videos you've seen out there that have done well that have even gotten some national attention out of this office like tom had some massive fingertips on those projects so yeah he's definitely talented you guys have been scouting first round draft picks (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) scooping them up um well talk to me a little bit about a sack right so yeah uh everyone has this like negative connotation to it but it it could be a recent setback that you over overcome or you you know jump back on in the saddle and kept rolling forward yeah um that one's tough because the obvious answer is COVID. I know, um, and I, I don't want I don't want to cop out and say that. No. We um, would prefer you not. Everybody says no, right? So like, but I honestly think for us, um, the sack that was pretty tough to swallow, but we overcame for the better, mm-hmm. was workflow process and management internally. So nice. okay. when we got Billy, Tom, and Andy, and I want to shout out Andy too because he's incredible. Yeah, he's like awesome. he's a first down as well. Like yeah, those five were... people mm-hmm. were crucial to where we are today. Like it was the right five people. It's the nucleus. Yeah, right? that's yeah. the nucleus in the heart of our company. We don't really have an exec board, but we say that is it. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. five. So, but once we started growing because of the culture and because of them, we haven't done this before. We're broadcasters. We didn't go to business school, mm-hmm. um, and even anyone who did probably wouldn't know what to do. But you have to develop and grow. Who's going to be point of contact for a client? 
How are we gonna update each other on projects? How are we gonna work together with projects? What's the flow system? If there's a new lead, does it go through me? Does it go through right, Ben? Does it go right. through, I mean, literally a thousand things that come into play yep. that you can't answer until they happen. Yeah. So our biggest setback was how do we communicate? And this is a shout out to Clarissa, who we hired, um, sixth or seventh hire. She came in here and helped us a lot with integrating Slack, integrating Monday, if you know mm -hmm. that program. And we got to the point where we like we have to be in the office for mm -hmm. peak um, like efficiency. Yep. But we got to the point where we can function without speaking to each other. And mm -hmm. I think that's like the hardest thing to do as a creative agency. Yeah. Um, and the last thing Ben can jump on this and kind of me and Ben having the time, a sack for us as things were growing so fast, we actually lost the ability to actually work on the company right. because we had to still do HR and do all these things. Yep. So we recently did reviews with everyone. We finally said a flowchart vis visibly, here's how this company works and here's where you come into play in this company, which we couldn't really do until we looked from 10,000 feet above. And so it took some time. So anyways, uh, getting your company to actually row in the same direction is not as easy yep. as you think when yeah. you're going through growth. So so I'll, I'll do a two part. One will be personal and one will be company. So for the company, and again, not using COVID as a crutch, but just the working remotely um, has it's I don't want to say affected our culture. It's made it more difficult to keep the culture. Like right. everyone was super right. excited to collaborate and always be in the office, mm -hmm. and just trying to keep that forward momentum and that feeling mm -hmm. of excitement to do mm -hmm. your work every single day. Yeah. But then having people at least Sit half the office yeah. being sitting at home, right. um, yeah. that's been something difficult that I, I think we're still trying to find mm -hmm. what's the perfect solution. I for. miss people being here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then personal one, which. I don't like sack is the wrong word because I think that has such a negative connotation. Right. But like, so I had right when the pandemic happened, like literally mm -hmm. the week before everything shut down, I had my first kid. Mm -hmm. um, she's right, so yeah. she's now like 10 and a half months old mm -hmm. and love her absolutely to death. Yeah. Like greatest thing that's ever happened. But <laughs> your life changes. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. trying to balance family time, but sure. also feeling like I'm not making too many sacrifices and putting too much pressure on my mm -hmm. my partner at, at work mm -hmm. is is super Don't important. Don't worry, when I have a kid, it'll go back. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, it's super important that like, I feel like like I'm, I don't want the onus to be on Andrew to have to travel all the time and, right. and me not to travel. But right. at the same time, sure. it's like, all right, daycare hours and my wife has a job that she can't pick up our kid from daycare all the time. So mm -hmm. just finding the work-life balance when you have such a big life-changing event mm -hmm. has been a challenge, but I, I think we've we've done pretty well during it. I will never show her this episode so she yeah, never realizes she's a that. sack. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she's not a sack. I'm joking. Let's hope my wife a also does this one away. Hey, sapping is a learning experience. There you That's go. right. It's true. That's right. It's you know what? Uh, I believe, I believe, and this is another good transition, I believe Chad Henney got sacked before making his he did. Uh, awesome run. Hey, so. There you, you go. Make a great point. Make right. a great point. Yeah. Uh, real quick, we'll go fast and we'll jump into the, the Chiefs are talking chop. Um, Hail Mary, uh, big audacious goal you guys have for this 2021 year. It can be uh, the same one, just company goal. Right. Uh, there are some companies we're talking to right now that if we land, there's like four or five that if we can just land one or two of them, uh, I think that'll be huge for us yeah. and for just the overall brand and what people think of us. And, and we're not in it for that, mm -hmm. but it's just like, it's the next step. Yeah. It is. Um, so there's just a few companies that we're in pursuit of right now that I just really want to work with. Mm -hmm. And some of it's COVID dependent, mm -hmm. um, but we're in the door and we just got to close yep. those. Um, it takes some time, but I would say there's a few that are 
you would think two years ago it would be Hail Marys, but we, mm-hmm. we might catch the ball in the end zone this nice. year. So that's what I'm excited about. And then the last thing would be um, the core group of people we have now, the Hail Mary would be how how do we how do we all become one arm and one ball together? Mm-hmm. And the, the talent here is crazy. And so, like, literally a Hail Mary is like a 60-yard throw. I think there's a chance we can throw it 120 yards together mm-hmm. if we kind of figure out the formula with the group of people we have in here. So those are the two things I'm excited about is – we grew, now let's see what we can do with right. it, and then also landing some potential big clients. Yeah, so strictly like me being the numbers guy, mm-hmm. our staff from the end of January last year to now has more than doubled, so I yeah. think a good goal would be like to actually double our business. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to get into too much in numbers, but just doubling our business. And yeah. then I would also say moving into an office space that is known around town of a place people want to go. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's, like that would that. be it. Those are great. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's been awesome to see you guys grow since we first yeah. met you. Um, but, you know, yeah, here when did we first meet? Uh, I talked to Tom and Billy at Crow's uh, over coffee. Um, I don't think we had more than five people. Shoot, this is probably yeah, what, was Billy? Wild. Was it a this year I, ago? I, and I went to the well with you guys. Yeah, that was, before, that was in 2019. We only had us yeah. five. Yeah. It was a while back. Yeah. When it was we were about a year ago, That's roughly. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to see you guys grow and continue to grow and make an awesome impact. So thanks for sharing that. But mm-hmm. uh, it's time to chop it up, boys. Um, I know you guys are transplants to Kansas City, but you know, being in, in Kansas <laughs> City, they're our yeah. AFC yeah. team. There yeah, you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, but the Chiefs, again, are headed back to the AFC title game uh, for the third year in a row with the win against the Browns. Even though it wasn't Woo! pretty, we got the job done. Live to see another Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, we give our, our guests the, the first take uh, each week in tribute to Andy Reid. Uh, so how are you guys feeling about the Chiefs headed? Uh, or how are you guys feeling about that Browns game? Mm-hmm. Um, time's yours. Um, I would say that, you know, and I'm not the first person to say this, but uh, I, I think we definitely learned that this is a team that it's not a one-player team. Yeah. Right. Like to be able to hang on and uh, obviously once Mahomes went out to the end of the game, mm-hmm. you know, technically the Browns had more points during that time. Defense but being able – the defense mm-hmm. stepping up and stopping them – and then, you know, the Browns are like, hey, even though it's fourth and nine, like if Mahomes is on the other side, maybe they they go for it. Mm-hmm. But they're like, hey, we're going to get the ball back. Let's punt it. Right. Yeah, and, then, and then they're able to step up, and Chad Henney's able to make some plays. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid just having the cojones yeah. to <sighs> uh, literally the announcer, like Tony Romo yeah. saying, they're not snapping this ball. <laughs> Look at their body language. There's no yeah. way that's happening. Yeah. And then they yeah. do it, and they throw the ball. I it's know it. Honestly, I it's know awesome. It. Yeah, I mean, ben, ben touched on a lot of the big things there. Mm-hmm. I think uh, – for me, the Browns are a fun team, and I think mm-hmm. they're going to be there for the coming years. Uh, yeah. They just weren't ready to beat the Chiefs, yep. uh, yeah. even with Mahomes going down. But mm-hmm. it shows you can be the best team in the league, which the Chiefs mm-hmm. are. Dude, there's things that happen in games that sh- that flip games. I mean, that fumble and that 10-point mm-hmm. swing, that was mm-hmm. really fortunate for Kansas City because if that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. if it's the opposite and it's a fumble out of bounds and they score – and mm-hmm. Mahomes goes down, we might not be talking about playing the Bills yep. right now. So right. Yep. the margin for error is really, really thin. And to Ben's credit, I think the rest of the team stepped up. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that is if Mahomes doesn't go out, they probably win by 17. So right. it's Correct. The, they deserve to win. And I win my parlay. Yeah. <laughs> so the, it, the, the, res, the correct result happened, but I do want to give it up to the Browns and uh, and obviously a fun year for their fans. And mm-hmm. now they just you know shift the, the viewpoint yep. to the Bills. Something that I think is severely underrated is, is to go to piggyback on your point, the team element to it or like that family element, which even as Kansas City as a whole from professional, personal, um, the team has 
so much of this family element. When Chad Haney came in, he said in the locker room breakdown, he goes, you guys made me feel at home. Mm. I wasn't worried whatsoever. You have teams in the NFL who have all these mega superstars that can you imagine the, the pressure a Chad Haney felt coming in to, to win this game in the playoffs? And he was surrounded by a group of guys that made him feel confidence in himself right. to go out there and make that play. I don't know if any other team in the NFL um, would have that same chemistry and, and gel the way that we have and I think it's a testament to the city and a testament to our team and the culture that we've built. Well, I also think it's a testament to being the number one seed as well, having that extra week off to rest and, and recharge mm-hmm. and go into this game. Like Andy Reid was talking about, we had gone, like he was talking about every assistant coach that had um, say in making that fourth and one call. And he's like, you know, we had been going over all week, you know, fourth and one to ice mm. the game. You know, what are yep. we going to call and when are we going to call it? And, you know, to have the time to do that, I think really put them in a good spot. And then, again, it's just drawing back on last year, having been there before and done this. You right. know, we have an edge over the Browns. Everyone's yep. been there. They have that championship swagger. They have that, um, you know, mentality going into it, which I think, you know, um, just helps them set up or helps them stand out. So Well, and I, I think I saw a stat that was um, if Mahomes plays, the Chiefs are like a 60 or 65% favorite. And if Henny plays, they're, they're still like a 35% mm-hmm. chance that they win. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many teams have that in the AFC championship right. with their backup quarterback. Right. It's because, you know, the weapons, they still have an offense. It's like they can still get it to Kelsey. And Tyreek's the fastest guy on the field, which is why that play was run against Miami, and it was right. run here when yep. they needed their first down. Like, I don't know how you stop it. Correct. Um, yeah, and with the defense stepping up like it did, like Honey Badger, favorite player on the team, just absolutely balled out. Like, had yeah. one of his best games of the season. Did you see him get knocked down? Yeah. yeah by the right tackle. Like, he's back up. He goes, that's right, that's right, tackle for loss. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he he played a pivotal part in that run game and cutting off those angles on the outside Correct. and keep forcing him back in. The Chris, Chris Jones was huge Monster. in the last few possessions, too. Yes, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the Bills game coming up, but uh, I think a big play into that is, is going to be our injuries and, and how we – and who's ready to go? Obviously, mm-hmm. the Mahomes injury is a huge part of that. Yep. Um, I think that's just been, you know, talked about way too much in the national media, the so we don't have important. to go into it. Yeah, think, exactly. I think one thing that's uh, not talked about, and we didn't even mention it, is Daryl Williams. Like, yes. I mean, they're playing pretty much without a starting running back. Le'Veon Bell is clearly not the Le'Veon right. Bell of old. Like, he's just Shady crass. McCoy 2.0. Yeah, like it's, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. So uh, he has stepped up. I think he was averaging like four to five yards a carry, mm-hmm. um, and he deserves some credit because he he buried them a few times for some first yeah. downs. That really he outrushed hurt. Chubb and Hunt. Like, yeah. That's well, and there was that fourth and one that everyone's talking about the one fourth and one, but the one before that where right. it was the, every, they shifted the entire oh, line outside. and then they pitched left. Yep. And he got like fifteen or twenty yards. Yeah. Like a huge play. Heck of a play. Design. This yeah. keeps yeah. happening. Like this last year, Damian Williams, Damian Williams did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like he just yes. like turned it on in mm-hmm. the playoffs. And right. I think really like. Uh, Clyde is awesome, but I think mm-hmm. what you've learned is like you can plug and play in the right. system of running back. 100%. And I'm not revisionist history. Like I'm still glad they have Clyde, but you mm-hmm. could look back and be like, did we need a running back that early? Mm-hmm. Because there are guys you're not hearing about that are just stepping up. Yeah. And I think that's a testament to Andy Reid's offense. Yeah, well, I mean, Clyde had a huge game against the Bills the first time around mm-hmm. um, because I, I mean, I've been watching analysis of it. The the Bills, and as we get into this preview, you know, they played predominantly covered two to try to take right. away the deep passing game, and we just ate them apart yep. with those ten yard runs. Uh, right. And so it'll be interesting to see their defensive scheme in this game, whether or not they try to do the exact same thing with Mahomes and trying to limit big plays, or whether this, you know, they stop the run game and it turns mm-hmm. into a shootout where they could just play single high safety. Right. And you know, are daring us. So, um, I, I again back to that injury point. I think Bashad Breeland's a huge, mm-hmm. huge factor in this game because yeah. Diggs is the be- one of the Dude, best receivers in the league. Uh, you I also got uh, Sammy Watkins potentially coming back. 
Clyde, uh, Rashad Fenton, and then Willie Gay Jr. Maybe Willie Gay, we'll see, probably the Super Bowl. But um, I think Clyde could be a big factor. But what are you guys' you know, thoughts going into this game? I, I think it's a very different Bills offense than right. the yep. one the Chiefs played earlier yep. in the season. I think they really found their stride. Uh, They're the Al- hottest team in the NFL. Allen and Diggs mm-hmm. and that hookup. But I do think that um, the Bills running back situation is is not great yeah. with Correct. Zach Singletary, Moss going down, yeah. right? Correct. Yeah. So I, I think that they are a little bit more one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the Ravens had that great of a defense. They had a lot of injuries mm-hmm. and that they only scored 17 points. I know weather had 10 something. 10 points on offense. One yeah. was a pick yeah, six. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so the weather had something to do with that. I know a lot of the deep passes were it was super windy in Buffalo. Sure. Um, and it, it looks like it could be kind of, kind of some sloppy weather on Sunday yeah. here in Kansas City. Yeah. Like the so first game we played them, too. Yeah. Like everyone's yeah. slipping and sliding on that field. So um, I, I don't really see it being a shootout, but uh, I, I kind of see this probably somewhere in the, the 20s. Yeah. Every sloppy, weird weather game I can think of in the Mahomes era, he has dominated. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you think about the snow game against the Broncos, yep. uh, there's another. He's spinning in anything. Dude, yeah. like, and, and it's not just him, though. It's because Kelsey and Tyreek know how to stay up in the snow. And yes. it's, instead of going 20 yards downfield, they make their cuts 10 yards and still no one stops them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always thought like the conventional thinking is with a gunslinger quarterback, bad weather is going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Dude, it gives the Chiefs a huge advantage. So if that's the case, I think uh, the one thing about that, though, is the Bills are used to bad weather, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so Josh Allen obviously would have some experience in that. But uh, if you take it like team versus team, it's it's the best team versus the hottest team. You've seen this in sports over and yep. over again, which kind of scares me because yep. uh, I think these teams play 10 times. The Chiefs are probably winning this matchup mm-hmm. seven or eight times, but I, who knows what Penny Bill's team Sunday. is going to show Penny up. given Sunday. No, for real. <laughs> and and we, it's not a guarantee about Mahomes yet, even though everyone's assuming he's going to play. Right. Um, the Allen Diggs connection right now, is it's the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's where Mahomes and Tyreek were like, a year and a half ago. Sure. Right. So um, it's going to be a great game, and Matthew's going to have his work cut out for him again. Yep. Well, and I'd, I'd be a little concerned, and maybe this is my cowboy homerism because that mm-hmm. was my team growing up, but I think <laughs> the linebackers might have some trouble on the crossing routes with Cole yeah. Beasley. Yeah, um, yeah, he's always a killer. You, you took my third point coming up here, uh, man. Yeah. He's, he's a beast, yeah. right? So He got an uh, all-pro vote. Yeah, I know yeah. it. I know it. So my, my keys to victory, I was writing them real quick, and, and – the first one will be like minimize Josh Allen's arm as much as you can. You're not going to be able to stop him. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. the closest thing to Patrick Mahomes in the AFC, besides maybe outside Deshaun Watson and his teams, unfortunately, right. ruining his career right now. But anyway, so minimizing Josh Allen's arm with pressure. Chris Jones, Frank Clark need to eat. They need yeah. to have a big game. He's not tried in the playoffs like Patrick is, so get him razzled, get some pressure on him. We'll see if he can hold this up. This is where the crowd actually could come into play, too, even limited capacity. Exactly, exactly. Um, point two, if it is going to be a shootout, we need to score first, right? Stay ahead of the curve. Um, I think if we score on the first two possessions, let, let's let's go on a race, foot race. I think the Chiefs win that foot race nine times out of ten yeah. with those guys. And then lastly, lock down Cole Beasley. Yeah. Everybody's talking Stephon Diggs. I think you have to stop Cole yep. Beasley because he's a first down machine. Yep. Like that guy. But that's a problem that, that he's that because Diggs is so good that he's it, guarding it pulls the attention. some of that away. Yeah. Right, I, I, attention. I think. I, I think a big thing that they need to do is Allen is still young and he's mm-hmm. still not the most experienced. Correct. You have to get pressure on him and you have mm-hmm. to mix up the pressures. We, we were super it. successful yeah. in this last game. I say we. Oh, here I am. Like I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been doing it all year. Um, but like when we we had a, I think we had at least one, if not two, uh, sacks from the secondary and mm-hmm. bringing in either safety yes, or a cornerback right. blitz. I think. Sneed. I think. Yeah. 
showing one pressure and then coming with a different pressure on that same play is mm-hmm. going to be huge to get not only get Allen confused, mm-hmm. but also not giving him enough time for the deep play. Because yeah. I think the only way they uh, the Bills beat the Chiefs is if they have like two or three big plays, whether that's a pass interference call or if they yeah. complete yeah. it. I just don't see the Bills winning a grind of a game. Right. Like the only so, way yeah. I see them winning is if I it's agree. like 42-35 or something. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. does that feel the same way for you guys? Yeah, I mean I I think it'll be low scoring. I think yeah, we got to get pressure on him, but we also have to contain Josh Allen, especially yeah. if it's going to be a sloppy weather game. Like if you let him use his feet, we're going to you're going to lose this game. Uh yeah. and we did a good job with that originally. We didn't have I don't think we had a sack the first time we played them, but Frank Clark and Christians were like right there every time. This is a game to me and it could happen two times in the first quarter. Like think about the Steelers and Browns and how fast that uh the Steelers turn the ball over. Yep. The Chiefs have been really fortunate. Patrick doesn't throw the ball away, but there's been some luck, too, like on drops and interceptions. Sure, sure. I think this is the type of game with two good quarterbacks. The one to give away the ball first, is it's huge momentum shift. Oh, like yeah. That Agreed. first interception for both confidence of these teams is going to mm-hmm. matter a lot. So that for in the first quarter, I want to see which quarterback actually makes the first mistake because I think that's going to swing it for the other True. team. Yep. True. I'm so glad that we are playing at home. Because God forbid something like that happens. It reminds me of that Texans game, right? One play, the crowd gets some momentum. That's what yeah, it helps a lot. Yeah. We're back in it. Um, well, as we wrap up here, let's get some predictions for the game. The Chiefs are currently three point favorites. Uh, we'll see with the Mahomes news and what happens and how the line moves. But the over under is 53.5 as well. Wow. What are you guys thinking for this? Uh, I would say I really do think the Bills will win if Mahomes doesn't play. Like, I, unfortunately. But sure. I think Mahomes is going to play. And for mm-hmm. that reason, I like the mm-hmm. line at three points. Okay. But I, I see the Chiefs winning by more, like, if I'm putting my money on it, I'm betting Chiefs minus three for yeah. sure. Okay. Um, final score prediction, weather will come into play, but I think these two teams have to score against each other, and that's going to be the goal. So I'm probably going to go Chiefs 31, Bills 20 is okay. what I'm going to say. I like it. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than that, and mm-hmm. just because Mahomes isn't getting full reps in practice, even though we haven't seen an offensive explosion mm-hmm. by the Chiefs in a while, I I think they're going to be just under 30. Um, I'll go 27-23, so just okay. barely covering that spread, but a close game. I think it comes it either comes down to a last possession where the Bills are trying to and the, and the mm-hmm. Chiefs will stop them, mm-hmm. or... Maybe it's a late score by the Bills taking the lead, and then Mahomes can bring him down for the touchdown right. or field goal to win it. There's enough time on the clock. I think it'll be close as well. It'll be within a touchdown. 31 Chiefs, 24 Bills. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go low scoring as well and take the under on this. I think the Chiefs are going to try to control the ball, control possession, yeah. um, and then take away the over-the-top digs routes and make Buffalo run the ball, um, which is their weakness, and I think we're going to exploit it. Spag is going to get creative with it. Um, I, I think we're going to. It's going to be close, though. I think it'll be like twenty-four, uh, or excuse me, Chiefs twenty-seven, uh, Bills twenty-four. So nice. pretty in line with you as well. Be another very stressful game. I know a lot yeah. of people had their blood pressure <laughs> skyrocketing. Yeah, this yeah I mean, if the Chiefs can pull this off like we think they do, we're in for a fantastic Super Bowl, regardless of who yes. wins on the NFC and side. That's the as thing we about this about. team. If you think about it, like they haven't had that blowout in the playoffs yet. Like, I mean, they've mm-hmm. had good wins, and, and they've mm-hmm. overcome and come back against many teams, yep. but there there hasn't been that convincing win yet in their run. I just think they're a better team, mm-hmm. but they're not blowing people well, up. Well, I, I, I saw their defense got a lot of crap for mm-hmm. this weekend. They held the Browns to 17, yeah. and the Browns scored 40-something against Pittsburgh <laughs> yep, the week true. before. So, like, yep. they, it, it's a definitely a little bit of a bend, but don't break, and yeah, they, right. they were fortunate with the, the fumble into the end zone, but mm-hmm. they also forced turnovers, and they... True. I don't know. I think they're underrated. 
Dirty playoff Dan. He's going to show up. And and the Chiefs' weakness is um, in the running game, and that's also the Bills' weakness. So if you're looking at that matchup, then I think they're in a good position to hopefully show up. I don't know. Baker exposed them a little bit because they didn't run the ball very well, Mm -hmm. and they were were kind of slinging it on the outside a lot. So. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. The more I talk about it, I'm like, man, I get <laughs> yeah, nervous. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, this this Browns game. I was telling Lucas on our yeah. way up here is like I was more pumped up than I've been in a very long time. Just like waiting yes. for that game to start. Yes. Yeah. And so like uh, playoff, it's just different different mentality. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But that uh, that wraps things up. You guys have any closing points before uh, we wrap it up? I don't think so. I just appreciate right. finally being on the show. With yeah. You guys. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming on. I'm yeah. showing my sports expertise since you know I was the sports uh, with the sports background. <laughs> yeah. Andrew was. Yeah. I, I would say. Uh, if any team gets a 30, I think they're winning the game. I think we all yeah. kind of had yeah. that prediction in that range where we're in the mm-hmm. mid-20s, we're barely getting a 30. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it'll be super interesting. Yeah, well, we're in for an exciting game on Sunday, Ooh. and hopefully uh, the Chiefs can continue their run it back tour. But uh, that does it for week 20 of Talking Chop. Uh, whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Spotify, or Apple, make sure to follow along. We've only got a couple games left to cover, uh, but we got some really cool guests to finish yeah. out the year. Uh, ben and Andrew, again, thanks for being with thanks, us this guys. week, uh, finally. And uh, we'll catch you all next week, as always. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. <laughs>